0: BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Child drives and dunks. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys
1: in blue. Long three, Haas. Yeah. TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pre-Game Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our
0: live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pre-Game Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard.
2: Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into another edition of Cougar Pregame game Live. Tonight, the BYU Cougars remain on the road. This time, they're in Spokane, Washington, to face the 14th-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. Now, last Thursday night... Well, that was a rough one for the BYU Cougars. BYU lost at LMU 76 to 69. Until that game, the Cougars had beaten the Lions 10 straight times, 16 turnovers, and missing 19 threes was just too much for BYU to overcome. Elijah Bryant, who, by the way, missed about six minutes of time after getting hit in the face, no foul call, by the way, led the Cougars with 24 points. Yoli Childs had 15. Zach Celius finished with eight, and TJ Hawes scored seven. Now the loss drops BYU to seven and four in the West Coast Conference, and it certainly doesn't get any easier tonight. BYU trying to bounce back against Gonzaga, the Zags, as I mentioned, the number fourteen team in college basketball. They are twenty and four overall, and ten and one in the WCC. That one loss was to Saint Mary's in Spokane, so the Bulldogs have already proven that they can lose on their home. Floor, not to mention, as Cougar fans know, BYU enters tonight's game riding a three game winning streak at the Kennel. It's somewhat strange to have not seen them until now, but that's just the way that the schedule broke down this year. The Cougars need to find a way to put Thursday's loss behind them and be ready to go tonight. Now, tonight's pregame interview is with assistant head coach Tim Lacombe. Greg Rubel talked with Tim earlier today, and they were discussing how Gonzaga, year after year, just seems to reload. They certainly are. They're doing a great job of keeping things,
3: um, you know, keeping new faces coming in, a lot of talent, and staff's done a great job of of finding guys and bringing them in and getting them to play their way and they uh it's it's a high level product no question
4: where does it look like every other Gonzaga team where there
3: may be a bit different say last year's scout um you know the thing that as I've kind of watched a bunch of film um I think the difference in this year's team is they don't have what I like to call an auto bucket you know last year they You know, they got in a bind, close game like the one at our place last year. Um, They can just throw that thing into Into Shemek. Shemek. Or, you know, Nigel was confident enough that he could go get you one or get to the line. Um, Obviously, really, really talented team, but they probably don't have that. You know, that bell cow right on this team. Um, There's a a bunch of guys that are capable, but uh, that's probably the biggest difference you have enough guys on your roster
4: with enough success here to come into this building and and feel pretty comfortable about things
3: yeah it's you know i think that that's kind of more I, i don't know that you know in the times we've come in here we've ever felt like oh we got this we got this because we won here last year i mean i think that's kind of more for the fans and the media and all that stuff to talk about we we certainly come in here this year with uh you know, a real desire to win, and um, this group is, you know, needing a win right now. So, um, yeah, we, you know, but as you say, we've had some guys with, with some success, and hopefully that can hopefully influence and carry over. Beyond the tactics,
4: what has been maybe a common thread tying together the, the wins you've had here recently, When it comes down to it?
3: Well, you've had, had to have some guys step up, you know, had big performances by, by guys, Um, And and really, importantly, I think they really like to, you know, get going early and run you out of here. Um, And last year that started to be the case, right, right? 18-2. But in the end, I think if you can have this thing in the last five minutes where it's um, a couple of possession game either way, there was some, you know, there's some common thread, I think, over the last three years that that it's been that. And you can kind of feel the tension because they don't lose much here. Mm Um, You know, everybody's here to celebrate a win and a great team. And coming down the wire, if you are in the game, um, you know, each possession becomes magnified and you can feel it in here. Um, And so that's one thing that hopefully we can just keep this to a couple-possession game and and do well. You're coming off a tough loss two nights ago, but under Coach Rose, uh, BYU's been an excellent bounce-back program. Yeah, it's amazing to see, you know, in fact, I saw your – your stat and tweet about you know our record uh, right, after after, right after a loss, a loss. Um, and I think it speaks to the consistency. I mean, Coach Rose, you can't go win 70, 73, 74 percent of your games over your career, and lose a, too many back to back. You know our team's always prepared and they're ready to play. And um, you know there's certain things on certain nights that you know unfortunately nights like the other night happen, but. Um, it's you know the key to being successful is to be able to counter that by playing good the next night and getting a win and hopefully we can do that. One or two things you'd like to change from Thursday's performance to tonight? Um, obviously, we got to take care of the ball better. I think that's kind of become a the last couple of games that's be kind of become a bugaboo for us. We're turning the ball over too much. Um, we got to have more guys firing on all cylinders, and um, I think more than anything, I. Watching the film, I was really disappointed in our competitiveness, and that's not indicative of what this group's been. I think it was kind of an outlier, an anomaly, and I think that hopefully we can just come in here right from the start with a little bit more of a competitive edge in the chip. All right, that is the hope. Coach Lacombe, thanks for your time. Good luck against his Zags. Thanks, Greg.
2: Thank you very much to Greg Rubel and Tim Lacombe for that pregame interview. Coming up next, we're going to head to the McCarthy Athletic Center, also known as the kennel for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. He's back on the broadcast tonight. We'll talk to him next. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: We're counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live.
4: 75-66,
2: a zuck attack and Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. The BYU Cougars are in the Pacific Northwest tonight, getting ready to face 14th-ranked Gonzaga. Let's head up to the Kennel now. It's time for our courtside conversation. Back on the broadcast tonight, Mark Durant. Mark, how are you tonight? I'm doing great. Hey, you know, Spokane, uh, Kennel, the Zags.
5: I mean, I've got some good feelings this uh this arena
2: last few years, so I'm pretty happy to be here. Hey, not only that, not only has BYU won three straight there at the Kennel, it's already been six upsets in top 25 games today. Why not at least seven? That's what I say, Mark. Seven,
5: that's good. That's a good number. You know, good lucky number, seven, and uh, you know, who knows what's going to happen. I mean, uh, it's crazy to me that we're talking about a possible four in a row, and I would have said there's just no there's no chance of that happening but you know sometimes that's just the same as me as a player and you see it now with BYU places they struggle and teams they struggle against. Some teams are, you know, BYU for some reason feels comfortable here. But Gonzaga struggles with BYU here. I wish they struggled with BYU a little bit more in the Merritt Center. But they they struggle with them here for whatever reason. And uh, so, I mean, three in a row, you got to assume it's going to happen again, right? I mean, it happens three times in a row. It's going to happen a fourth time. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But uh, (laughs) I'm excited. Uh, to see BYU play. It's a great opportunity coming off that debacle Thursday night to to kind of salvage a little something here. And this would be a huge win for BYU if they could manage it.
2: Well, I do want to ask you about Thursday night. Why do you think BYU has the games like we saw on Thursday? Because since joining the West Coast Conference, they have those types of, of losses, and they're usually averaging anywhere between two and three of those per season to teams not named St. Mary's and Gonzaga.
5: Yeah, so I don't know the, the exact reason, but I, my, my thought is these teams have been in a league with Gonzaga for you know a long time, 20, 30, 40 years. And so they, they just have a history of losing to them, and there's an expectation. These guys are going to beat us. We don't really have much of a chance, and, uh, and, and that's gotten to be the same way with St. Mary's the last 10 or 15 years. They've been so good, and they rarely make mistakes. So uh, here comes the, these new guys, BYU, and... Uh, They don't have that history. So they're not intimidated by BYU. And BYU athletically, strength-wise, athleticism-wise, is not going to overpower anyone. So I think a team like LMU thinks, now look at these guys, they're nothing special. They don't have that historical feeling of we have no hope in this game. And so you kind of got the three big games in conference that teams play, especially when they're at home. I think this is the one we can get. And they come out with a lot of energy. And listen, I know it's harsh to say, but BYU is soft. And LMU took it to them. And they got some real mature athletic guys and pushed BYU around, bullying them a little bit. And in order to counteract that, you really got to come out and start throwing some punches yourself. You can't just sit there and take it and just assume that a team's just going to go away and you're going to, in the end, win the game. You need to be a little bit more ready to come out and, and not be so soft and come out with some urgency. I mean, where's the urgency? This is a game you're fighting for the bubble of the tournament. This is a game that can totally wreck that, and you've got to come out with just some real frantic urgency rather than after you get down 15, then you really start playing hard. you got to start from the beginning in that type of situation. I know it's hard. I mean, it's hard to get up for those games. you got – A couple hundred fans in the stands, and you know it's it's hard to do that, but you got to do it. And uh, really good teams do it, and that's what Gonzaga does, and St. Mary's. And if you want to be in, you know, talking about a league championship, something's got to change along those lines. And anyway, that's a long-winded answer, but it was disappointing. I think this is a much better team uh, by far than they showed, and that's part of the disappointment so far this year for me. Is I think BYU is pretty good. And yet,
2: you know, the same kind of things are happening. So that makes it frustrating for me. I would imagine that, and you're talking about bouncing back and just putting that loss behind you. I, I have to think, as disappointing as that was, knowing that your next game is against the 14th-ranked team, I have to imagine that can that gets your attention and allows you to put something like that behind you quicker, I would think.
5: Well, you always like it when you have a game right after and then kind of a big game like this where you, you're not going to have to worry about getting up for a game like this. this. This game, just on its own, is is big time, so you're ready to go, ready to play, and listen, nothing cures losing like winning. And if you want to, you know, a lot of people, i not going to forget that LMU loss, but one good game and a big win, another big win here would, uh, I think, change a lot of people's minds and feelings about where this team's going. And I think the team. I mean, the team needs a real shot in the arm to reinforce that they're a good team and that they can go to the conference tournament and win and maybe get in the NCAA tournament. But, you know, it, they, they need a jolt. They need, a, you know, the paddles in the emergency room with the electricity. They need something, and a game like this can certainly be that, uh, that, fa- that factor.
2: You know, I have to admit, uh, when the game took place, I was a little disappointed that St. Mary's handed Gonzaga their home loss because I kind of figured that that was BYU's job to do this year. But it is interesting when you look at this team. They're, they, they do have the one loss in conference. They're, they're a very good team. Certainly, you're the 14th-ranked team in the country. You're very good. But they are a different team. We're so used to seeing them have that bruiser in the post. And they've had that for quite a while. What, what is your overall opinion on this Bulldog team? Yeah, so I think that's part
5: of the reason St. Mary's won that game because they don't have the Karnowskis or the Sacres or the Linux down low. I, and in the past, they just put, you know, put Shem on, on Landell. And you're, you know, well, that's fine. Well, that, that'll that'll balance that out. And they didn't have anyone to stop Landell. I think it took them by surprise, and that gave uh, St. Mary's the edge. And St. Mary's obviously is great this year. I mean, maybe the best team they've ever had. So it's uh, certainly not a shameful loss. But th- this team's different for Gonzaga. They don't have the Kevin Pangos or the Nigel Williams-Goss. There's the... Kind of the killer three-point shooter. I mean, Perkins is is up there, but they're not a great three-point shooting team. They don't have that dominant center inside, so it's a different look for them. Like BYU is kind of different this year. Gonzaga is different, but man, they're so. The the, the thing that they are good at now is they're so balanced. I mean, unbelievable balance. You got the only team in the country has got six guys in double figures, averaging double figures. And so that's their strength, and it's not what we're used to seeing from Gonzaga. But you don't see the the drop, you know, the the big losses against a team like LMU with Gonzaga because they have so many guys contributing. In, in BYU, if uh, Elijah Bryant gets hurt or if Yoli gets in foul trouble, that's that's doomed for BYU. But Gonzaga's got so many contributors that if one guy's having an off night, big deal. And uh, so that's that's really the strength of Gonzaga. It's different than they have been, but they have so many different guys that can score and contribute. It's it's tough to beat them.
2: Mark Durant joining me from the kennel in Spokane, getting you ready for BYU and Gonzaga. As you mentioned, you know, BYU is a different looking team this year as well. They don't have the the same, they're not running the same scheme that they did last year or have in the past. So with that in mind, how do you think this BYU team matches up with what they'll see from Gonzaga tonight?
5: Oh, I think I think pretty nicely. I mean, I think Yoli will have a nice game. Uh, you know, he's he's going to have it an easier time. Obviously, Gonzaga's got good players, Tilly and whoever down low, and they're going to be just fine down low, But I, I think Yoli has the potential to have a really nice game, and uh, I think Elijah will continue to play well. It comes down to BYU is that getting other contributions. TJ has been uh, so up and down. Uh, it, it's, it may be if, whether or not TJ can have a nice 15, 20-point game is going to be the factor tonight. Last year he, he had a nice game here, hit some big threes, and was, was a different difference maker. But in these kind of games, Jason, uh, when you come away with a win, you, I, almost in my mind in the last 20 years I can go back, this was a big win. This guy played great. And uh, last year, Eric Mika, 29 points, he played great. And that's how BYU won. So for BYU to win, they're going to have to get everybody to contribute. But one guy is going to have to have a special night. And uh, you know, I don't know if it's DJ, Elijah, or whoever, or Yoli, somebody's got to step up and play big. And But it just can't be them either. I mean, you got to have some real contributions. And Elijah and Yoli are kind of carrying the team right now. And uh, that, that's a big way. And you're going to lose games if you're relying so much on two guys.
2: So if BYU is going to make it four in a row, how are they going to do it tonight?
5: to shoot the ball well from three. Obviously, I was a poor shooting night. See, you can get away with a bad three-point shooting night, and you can get away with a lot of turnovers, but when you combine those two together, you're going to lose against whoever you're playing. And so uh, BYU's obviously going to have to shoot the ball well from three, and it's tough. Gonzaga plays good three-point defense, but TJ, Elijah going to have to shoot well. Guys like McKay Cannon, Zach Sellius maybe step out, hit one. Uh, Peyton Dastrup hit one. You, you just don't have much of a hope Winning against a great basketball team on their home floor—if you're not shooting well from three—and then take care of the basketball. It was so—that was the hardest part of, about watching the other night was how sloppy BYU was the basketball and turnover after turnover, and then LMU scoring off turnovers. That's just devastating. Tenny hoped to win on the road, and uh, so if you're up around 15 or 16 turnovers against Gonzaga, uh, it, you're going to lose. And so take care of the ball, shoot the ball well from three, and uh, just be patient. Do your thing. You've done it before. Go out and get a win.
2: All right, my friend. Appreciate the time. Uh, We know that uh, we'll be handing things over to you and Greg coming up in just a few minutes, so we'll hear you coming up on the other side. Thanks. Hey, thanks, Jason. Looking forward to it. There you go. BYU tonight at the Kennel in Spokane, getting ready to face 14th-ranked Gonzaga. On the other side, let you know what happened in top 25 college basketball. There were a ton of upsets to the big boys. We'll go over those. Plus, we'll let you know how BYU women's basketball did earlier today. And BYU men's volleyball looking to bounce back after being swept by UCSB. We'll give you a score as to what's happening right now at the Smithfield S. That's all coming up next on Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. Three in the corner, we got it, DJ As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard.
2: That's right, BYU basketball tonight. On the road once again, looking to bounce back from their loss at LMU Thursday night, taking on 14th-ranked Gonzaga at McCarthy Athletic Center, also known as the Kennel. We'll get you up there coming up in just a few minutes. In the meantime, let's get some scores for you. We're going to start with BYU men's volleyball. Got swept yesterday by number 14 UC Santa Barbara. Doesn't happen very often at all at the Smith Fieldhouse. It is the rematch. The sixth ranked Cougars battling UC Santa Barbara once again. They are in set number one, and the Gauchos have a one point lead at 19 18 again in set number one earlier today at the Marriott Center. The BYU women's basketball team was hosting Gonzaga. The Zags won this one in Provo 84-70. to Cassie DeVagere leading BYU with 24 points. Sarah Hampson and Malia Nawahine each scored 10 in the loss. All right, elsewhere in West Coast Conference action, one final from earlier today. This one's probably not going to make Cougar fans feel any better. Portland defeats LMU in Portland by 2-68-66. One game going on right now. Number 13, St. Mary's at San Diego. The Gales with a three-point lead over the Toreros at 17-14. to All right, I mentioned lots of upsets in top 25 college hoops. Let's first begin with the games going on right now. Twelve and a half minutes to go in the second half. It is number 19, North Carolina leading Pitt. 67 to 41 at the half number five Michigan State has the lead at Indiana 32 to 24 number 11 Auburn hosting Vanderbilt Auburn with a 42 29 lead nearing halftime in that game here are your finals number two Virginia wins at Syracuse 59 to 44 number three Purdue one on the road at Rutgers 78-76, St. John's defeats number 4 Duke 81-77 in overtime. It was Xavier defeating Georgetown 96 to 91. Oklahoma State upsets number 7 Kansas in Lawrence 84 to 79. Number 8, Cincinnati gets the win at UConn, 65-57. Number 10, Texas Tech gets the road win at TCU, 83-71. Texas at home defeats number 12, Oklahoma, by 5, 79-74. It was number 15, West Virginia, getting the home win over Kansas State, 89-51. Ole Miss loses at Tennessee. The Vols with a 94-61 win over Ole Miss. Number 20, Clemson defeats Wake Forest, 75-67. Missouri, the Tigers, defeat number 21, Kentucky, 69-60. It was Alabama defeating number 23, Florida, 68-50. And a final in overtime, number 24, Michigan, three better than Minnesota at 76 to 73. Elsewhere locally, Southern Utah played earlier today, hosting Idaho State. This one went the way of the T-Birds in Cedar City. 84-80 was the final score. Weber State in action right now at Northern Arizona. About nine minutes to go in the first half. Wildcats with a twenty-five to eleven lead. Also uh, earlier today, or excuse me, later on tonight, excuse me. Uh, Utah Valley on the road at Seattle. That game tipping off same time as BYU's game in Spokane. All right, quick update in the NBA: the Utah Jazz coming off a nice win last night at San, or excuse me, at Phoenix or in San Antonio. No, Donovan Mitchell has the flu, did not play, will not play tonight. But so far, so good for the Utah Jazz. Five minutes to go in the first quarter. The Jazz have an 18-12 to lead over the San Antonio Spurs. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we'll send you to the kennel for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: time to get the inside scoop on today's game we've got a
6: lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team this
0: is the cougar pre-game coaches show presented by science bank we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business now let's head back to the bryant heating and cooling courtside seats and join the voice of the cougars greg rubel Good evening, Cougar
4: basketball fans, and welcome courtside inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington, the venue known as the Kennel, a most inhospitable building for most visitors, but BYU has discovered the winning formula in this arena, having won the last three meetings here. Now, the 12th and 14th-ranked Zaga Bulldogs are equally at home in Provo, where they've won three straight as well. The equalizer is in Las Vegas, I suppose, where the Zags have never lost to BYU in conference tournament play. Greg Rubel here joined courtside by former Cougar hoopster and legendary BYU Ironman Mark Durant. And to mark the conference tournament now just four weeks away, and BYU currently not playing for a league title, but to hold off teams challenging BYU for that three-seed in Vegas Stunning setback uh, two nights ago uh, to an LMU team that had lost 11 of 12 going into that game and did lose again today at Portland. LMU kind of handled a BYU team that didn't look entirely ready to play. By the time they maybe got shook, it was too late. Yeah, really disappointing
5: loss, Greg, and I, and I could almost see it coming in the second half of that game in the Merritt Center where LMU really started to, to pressure BYU, get in their face, be very physical with them, and and actually beat BYU in that second half in the Merritt Center. And I, man, these guys have learned something. They've learned that if we really kind of get into BYU, push them around, and bully them around a little bit, we can shake them. And so... They come with that mindset. They had positive feelings coming out of that second half. And they, this is the one we can get. Maybe not get Gonzaga, maybe not get St. Mary's. We can get these guys. And, and they came out with the, that kind of intensity. And, you know, when a team really pressures you. And I, it, it, I was talking about this earlier with you. Full court pressure, Greg, let's say. It's not about getting a steal in the backcourt. It's, it's almost about once you get past the pressure in the backcourt, now you're hurried up. Because you know you've got them behind you, we got to hurry and go get a bucket. And a lot of the turnovers in a, a full court press come when you get it over half court. And, and what happened to BYU? I think a lot of times is they felt this great pressure, and uh, a guy like Jashir, TJ, would beat their guy. And so now they're thinking, okay, I, I got my guy behind me, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go get something rather than just be patient with it. You, you saw him get in the paint, th- trying to throw it, and, and then the defense is anticipating that, they go in and get a steal. You know, those turnovers just multiplied for BYU, and you combine that with poor shooting from the three-point line. That's a terrible, that's the worst combination, Greg. When you're not making threes and teams are, are turning you over, that's hard to win games. But very disappointing just knowing how important that game was, Greg, and BYU just came out and got pushed around. I, that That's, t- you know, you want to be nice to these guys. You want to be positive. But uh, We all saw the game, and we know what happened, and they were soft and didn't. And it got a little tougher in the second half, but it wasn't enough. They'd already dug themselves too big of a hole.
4: All right, coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar Pre Game Coaches Show continues live from Spokane on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: You're tuned to the Cougar Pre Game Coaches Show.
4: Oh, a nice starter step right to the rim. Flood score again. Josh
0: For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. Right BYU and Gonzaga coming up top of the hour. The Zags have won
4: four in a row since suffering their only league loss to St. Mary's. BYU's been up and down, alternating wins and losses over its last four games. BYU this season, though, yet to lose consecutive games. Indeed, one of the hallmarks of Dave Rose's BYU teams is the ability to shake off setbacks and bounce back with wins in the next game. Over the last four calendar years plus, a couple of weeks, in the games immediately following its last 31 Regular season losses, the Cougars are 29 and 2, so they almost always bounce back. Now, after the team's shoot around here at the Kennel earlier today, I asked Coach Rose about the particularly stern challenge of having to rebound against one of the top 15 teams in the country.
6: You know, I hope our guys got the right mindset here. I, I, th- I think that. Uh... You know, defensively, that our our teams kind of slipped a little bit, and and we got to get a little bit tougher defensively in our ability to guard the ball, ability to execute our schemes defensively. Um, and you know, we we, we we chart a lot of things, and you know, the last three games, um, what has made us really good on the defensive end, we're just not getting it. And in the Pacific game was a little bit my you know uh, my decision because we zoned quite a bit because I felt like that was something we needed to do to. To try to win that game, but uh, you know we got to get we got to get back to who we are and what we are, and, and trusting that part of uh, you know our team and, and and part of what we do to to be successful.
4: And on the offensive end, a little better ball security. Uh, turnovers high the last couple. Yeah, of Yeah, I, I
6: think that's a big big part you know of what we need to get better at. Uh, uh, the other thing is we need more balance. We just need more guys involved, and uh, I think sometimes <clears throat> when you're squeezing into a couple guys. That can cause you to turn the ball over and make passes that maybe, uh, or plays that, you know that, that maybe really aren't there. You're trying to hit really quick. If we had more balance, uh, you know, an ability to spread the floor and multiple guys, um, you know, scoring the ball, I think that'll help.
4: It's been shown over the year that you've got those guys. They just have to put it together.
6: Yeah, and I, you know, every every team goes through, you know, certain times of the year where, you know, maybe they lose their identity a little bit, and you know, you know guys are kind of questioning themselves and. You know, hopefully, a real, you know, intense focus on this game tonight, and no matter what the outcome is, just an intense focus and in our ability to try to uh, accomplish something that uh, is, you know, really a challenge for us um, will, will be good for us. And I, you know, I think that we try to, we, we try to create that every single game. But I think some games are a little bit bigger than others, and hopefully, the guys will catch on here.
4: Okay, what do you think of this Gonzaga team that's won uh, four in a row coming into tonight?
6: Well, I, I, I actually think it's it's might be his best offensive team that he's had, and that's hard to, to say after last year's Final Four team. I think the strength of that Final Four team were their depth. Their depth was really, really good, and he could go 10, 11, 12 deep um, you know, and manage a game that way. I, I think this group, at every position, 7, 8 deep, there's, there's guys who can go for 24, 25. Uh, and half,
4: the balance you talk about they've really got right now
6: yeah they do and uh you know you you look at you know a game two or three games ago their seventh or eighth man comes off the bench and goes for 24 and 10 uh, on the road you know that those are the kind of things that you really need this time of year especially because um you know those those five or six guys have really been scouted and they're you know and they're really being uh you know pushed and 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 made to do things that maybe they're uncomfortable doing, and so you get other guys to pick it up. It can really help.
4: What value do the three straight wins you've had here? What value does it have tonight? You know, I think
6: I think it gives just gives the guys confidence, especially the guys who have been here. Confidence. Uh, you know, I, I I think we all understand that every team, every league, every place, you know, teams have certain places where on the road they play well, and other places where they struggle. No matter what the team they bring in, and and if you could ever figure out why that is, that. Uh, you know that'd be interesting for all coaches to understand but but we played well here the last couple times and hopefully we play well tonight
4: it is a pretty charged atmosphere and your guys have responded well to it
6: yeah and you know i think that uh uh you know the the energy and the building here is as good as anywhere you'll ever play and hopefully that that'll uh, bring positive results sometimes that's that's really difficult for other teams but we've kind of fed on it and you know, hopefully we can do it tonight. The one thing about tonight's game that really scares me is that it's a team that offensively can really go on streaks and, you know, make five, six, seven straight possessions where one pass shot in, one pass shot in, and and that's what we gotta keep them away from.
4: All right, coach good luck tonight. We'll talk to you post-game.
6: All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All
4: right, that's Dave Rose, and tonight's Zion's Bank, Cougar pregame coaches show, the Cougar Tip Off show coming your way next, live from the Kennel on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: It's almost time to hit the hardwood.
4: Big oh. shot, score! Dalton Nixon! Oh. right to the rim, up and... Yeah. The
0: game. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery. The classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now, let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join Mark Durant, along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from
4: the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington. As tonight, 18-6 BYU. Seven and four in the West Coast Conference uh, visits the twenty and four Gonzaga Bulldogs, ten and one in the WCC, and a game out of first place. BYU's conference title hopes uh, all but extinguished. They are four games out of first place, three games back of the second place Zags. Cougs have an outside shot at second place if they were to win out, say. But at this point, just hanging on to the three seed is the more uh, probable aspiration for BYU. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant, with you courtside. Our statistician is BYU basketball media relations director. Kyle Chilton. Our studio host is Jason Shepard. Our control board operator back east is Carter Malloy. Good to have you with us here on the new skin. BYU Sports Network, our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Our over-the-air flagship is KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City. We're also on network affiliates in Utah and Idaho and globally around the world online at byuradio.org, byucougars.com, ksl.com as well. We're on various streaming apps, the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn Radio app wherever you are tuning in. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy the evening's broadcast. Well, Mark, for most of this season, BYU's been kind of a two-man show, really. Elijah Bryant, Yoli Childs among the WCC's top five players in scoring and rebounding. But for the Cougars to maximize their potential, I think uh, they require that big three, and it's been there at times. And after a first-team all-WCC season as a freshman, T.J. Haas has slipped back a bit as a sophomore. He's scoring down, rebounding down. Of the ten rotation regulars, he has the team's lowest field goal percentage, and of the three-point shooters on the team, he has the lowest percentage from the arc. Now, not to heap too much on Haas, and after, but after the high school career he had, and even his freshman year, it's okay to expect a little more from T.J. probably does too. Bottom line, when BYU struggles this year, T.J. has kind of been that missing link guy, and he was that guy on Thursday. Uh, he scored seven points, went one for eight from three, and BYU lost that game at LMU, and last couple of games, T.J. averaging seven and a half points per game, well down from his season average.
5: Well, listen, I mean, I've watched a lot of basketball. i played the game, and uh, he's just not, not quite right this year. I, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is. I mean, he's certainly had games where he's been terrific, like we've expected, but uh, there's some inconsistency. I find myself, like uh, before this game, I find myself watching TJ to see if, he's, if his shot looks good. And it looks really good, but the fact that I have to watch to see if he's making shots before a game, I mean, that, that's not the right mindset. Obviously, not for me, but for you. You, you need consistency. You need a guy that's going to shoot. There's no reason TJ should not be shooting 40 to 45 percent from the three. There's no, he's that good a shooter. That should be a no-brainer. That should, he should fall out of bed and shoot those kind of numbers. So it's not happening. So then the question is, well, what do we do? Because. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he, we got the team we've got, and so maybe what you need to do is uh, maybe put Zach Celius out on the perimeter a little bit more. Uh, I don't know that that four-spot exper- experiment has been uh, too successful. It hasn't been bad, but it has maybe get him a more natural chance to show get him more shots in a game where he can get the rhythm uh, because he's a good shooter. Maybe you take minutes from Jasheer and put T.J. uh, at the point where he has the ball in his hand more, where he he might be more comfortable what he's used to playing. I I don't know what the answer is, but to just rely on two guys to do it every night uh, without having that third, like you said, that third consistent scorer because uh, there's going to be nights when T.J. doesn't play well, and then BYU's in real trouble. Now, I hope he plays well tonight. He's played great in this build. He played great last year. was, he was huge in that comeback win. And so maybe he has another big game tonight. But what I'm saying, Greg, is BYU needs to have consistency, especially going neck forward next year. You've got to bring in someone or develop someone to be that third consistent scorer. You just need it in college basketball.
4: Yeah, maybe tonight is the night for TJ. He did average 23 points a game against Gonzaga last year, shot 50% from the arc in the two games against the Zags. 29 in Provo, 17 here, but of those 17, some big, big threes as BYU came back from down 18 to 2 early here last year so again if you can come down from 18 to 2 early against the number one team in the country and come back and win when can BYU never not have a shot against Gonzaga right when we come back to the kennel we'll hear from Zags assistant coach Brian Michelson as the Cougar tip-off show continues on the new skin BYU Sports Network
0: This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Raise
4: it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Oh.
0: Let's head back live to courtside. All right. to so BYU
4: and Gonzaga coming up top of the hour. Busy day in the WCC as it is. Every Saturday there will be four or five games. There will be five games on tap every weekend. And so far today... LMU goes to Portland and loses 68-66. So coming off their big win over BYU on Thursday, Lions lose at the Pilots. Two free throws with two seconds to go, the game-winning points. The Portland Pilots go to 4-8 and eight on the year in league. LMU drops to 2-10. At halftime in San Diego, St. Mary's 36 and San Diego 24. The league-leading Gales get a double-double from Jock Landale in the first half. 18 points, 11 rebounds.
5: Uh, Eric, with that LMU game... Bateman had a nice look from three uh, with two seconds left. And (laughs) he missed it, of course. Didn't miss many against BYU.
4: Now Bateman and Scott had less than half the point total they did against BYU two nights ago today up in Portland. Uh, Top of the hour Pacific at Pepperdine. San Francisco at Santa Clara is the late game at 8 o'clock Pacific time, 9 o'clock in the mountains. Well, among the many superlatives you can attach to Gonzaga this year is this little nugget. The Zags are the only team in the country with six players averaging double-figure scoring. BYU puts on the floor a hopeful big three. Well, the Zags have a big six right now. A short time ago, I spoke with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson about uh, scouting a BYU team that uh, last year was uh, was all about pace. It was all about speed and tempo. And this year, BYU slowed it down
1: somewhat. Coach Michelson talks about that. It's, it's as big a change as I've seen. I mean, that was the first thing you always talked about with BYU, and is nobody plays faster, and they were great at it. It's what they did, and uh, as you said, I mean, this year it's dropped significantly to you know where there's multiple teams in this league playing faster. So obviously we haven't felt that yet with this being our first meeting, but just on film it's a totally different look and, and a very drastic change. How interesting is it to
4: be this many games into the conference season? Eleven games before you see BYU, BYU for the first time.
1: Uh, it's it's interesting. I'm not quite sure why that happened. Uh, you know, I think that a little more balance would probably be liked by everybody, top to bottom in the league. But I guess that's just the way it worked out. And um, it is weird to be eleven games in and have played multiple schools twice, in, in our first look with BYU. You guys have bounced back really nicely after the St. Mary's setback. And uh, uh, what have
4: you seen from your team last couple of weeks that you think is going to carry you a long ways this year?
1: Uh, you know, I think that they've been competing pretty well. I think some of those young guys, this is probably the youngest group we've ever played have grown up a little bit. And then part of that, you got to give credit to St. Mary's. They're elite. Yes. They are really, really good. And they got one of the most dominant forces this league's ever seen in Landale. So, you know, they deserve a lot of credit for what happened, maybe more so than what, what happened with us. Is there a right way to play Landale and St. Mary's? No, there, there really isn't. <laughs> yeah. you, you double him, and they got four elite shooters out there. And like I said, I think it's a, I think it's a common denominator of how great he is. Probably as good as big as there's been in this league, combined with a, a loss of size through the league. We don't have our usual size. Mika leaves early, and so I think he just hit it perfect. Where he's an elite player that's matching up against smaller bodies than this league's used to, and there's just no answer. Did you expect uh, Zach Norvell to be as good as he is as a rookie? You know, at points, I think so. Obviously, in high school, we knew he was pretty good, and then he just had that knee injury last year, and it really set him back in the fall and and really through probably three quarters of the season. So we tried to take it patient, and, and he was a little slow responding to it, but starting last spring, he showed us what he was in high school and what made him such a good player out of Chicago.
4: How nice is it to be able to look six and seven deep on your roster and see
1: anyone who can really do it big on any given night? It's nice. Um, you know, I think it's something that we're used to here, though, especially last year. We were so spoiled. I mean, we were bringing a lottery pick off the bench, and Silas Melson, who's one of the great, uh, you know, defenders and two guards that we've had in the last decade probably. So uh, I think this year, as a staff, we probably feel our depth isn't what it's been because we were so spoiled by last year. But overall, uh, you know, I like what our roster's at. Yeah, just, just, just to still be able to bring Ruby off
4: the bench is yeah. a pretty
1: amazing thing. Yeah, it really is, and then probably a luxury that a lot of programs don't have. But again, I mean, Last year you were looking at him being our ninth or 10th guy. So um, a, a drastic difference year to year. And, and you know, honestly, probably the true programs that have changed the most and that were hit the most by graduation. Really, the rest of our league wasn't touched by it. Uh, you know, and, and obviously both of our programs were lost significant players. Finally, Coach, maybe just a quick uh, thumbnail or two on the BYU scout, generally speaking. Yeah, you know, I think you hit on it at first is, The the change in the pace of play. You used to talk about the speed of their offense, now I think you talk about their defense. I mean, to have a top 30 ranked defense the best in our league is elite and and they're they're guarding great man-to-man, they're physical inside and then they've mixed up those coverages. They still have the 1-3-1 zone, but they've changed the look of their 2-3. So I think that's the biggest change in, in the scout and then obviously just the individual talent. I mean, Yoli Childs is, is an unbelievable big and if again if it wasn't for Landale who's, you know, a once a decade type player, he would be the the big that everybody was talking about in our league and, and he deserves that. And then, you know, in the backcourt obviously Brian's just having a special season. The way he's shooting it, driving it at his size, and then, you know, having a guy like T J that can score it so well. Um Again, I think that threesome is as good as any in our league. St. Mary's us, I would say that you could argue it's the best. So um, I think that it starts with those three and then just the, the schematic shift to to them being more defensive oriented. Excellent.
4: Brian, thanks for your time. We'll see you back in Provo. No worries. Thank you. All
1: right, that is Gonzaga
4: assistant coach Brian Michelson. Time now for our UB the Judge feature sponsored by... Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. We invite everyone in Cougar Nation to play along at home. It's a lot of fun. Well, Elijah Bryant has made a three-pointer in 24 consecutive games every game this year. That's the third-longest single-season streak in BYU basketball history. Who are the only two players ahead of Elijah the answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues live from Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. All right, so BYU and Gonzaga straight ahead here with the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you by Legally Mine. Elijah Bryant has made a three-pointer in 24 consecutive games every game of this season. It is the third longest single season three-point streak in BYU hoops history. Who are the only two players ahead of him? And over these many years, Mark has learned to isolate the options to a, a very finite group of players:
5: Jimmer T. Fredette, and uh, this is a, this is the tricky one because you know you always go to Chase on the threes. I've already stated my position there, and but you got Nick Emery also. But uh, you got to go with, with Chase. He's the all-time season leader type guy. All right, so
4: Elijah's at 24. Chase Fisher, 26. Jimmer, 28. The only two guys ahead of Elijah Bryant when it comes to three-point streaks here at BYU. All right, the Cougar Tip-Off show continues and concludes after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.
0: Cougar tip-off show rolls off. Touch pass Celius three... Got it! Zach Selyus makes it a one-point game! Let's head back live to courtside. Tellers being marched in as
4: we pause for our national anthem here at the Kennel. for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Everybody here is ready to roll. Back home are Ryan Andrus and Braden Shaw recovering from knee and ankle procedures, respectively. Tip-off is coming up next, along with our starting lineup preceding them. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.